you know, this episode is too spicy for YouTube anyway, but, uh, I mean, it's not, I'm just kidding, but I just learned something really interesting. YouTube only lets me live stream every 24 hours. I don't know if that's a standard YouTube practice or what, but I would have had to wait until 8.30 tonight. So I thought, oh, is that Melon doing that to me? That's my system I use. Or is it uh, one of the, is it Facebook or YouTube? And so I just live stream straight to Facebook. It's, uh, it's YouTube. It's YouTube. So YouTube only lets you live stream every, um, every 24 hours. I did not know. So guys, um, I just had a really interesting thing happen on, uh, on, on a Facebook post. Obviously, uh, more uh, buildings and businesses in Alberta are announcing that they are going to be mandating these vaccine passports. Um, the one that hit really close to home, I've posted a bit about it twice, is that um, the Tri-Leisure Center in Spruce Grove, which I pay taxes for, comes on my property taxes. Um will no longer allow spectators in who aren't vaccinated. So my wife had to tell my four-year-old daughter today that she can't do swimming lessons because mommy and daddy aren't vaccinated. And my four-year-old daughter's response was that she could go in by herself. This is coming from a girl who needs you to hold her hand when she's in the public shower. She really really wants to go back to swimming and she can't unless I and my wife poison ourselves. So that's not going to happen. Um, sound is really static. That might be my fault. Let's, uh, let's try it out here. How's that? I messed with my sound, so it's probably my fault, because I'm a dummy. Let me know. Sounds good here. Okay. Awesome. What time is it? I know this is quality content here. I'm trying to be quick and efficient. All right. So... I had someone from high school comment on one of my posts and he was attacking people for being stupid, for not wanting the vaccine, just saying, go get vaccinated. This is what's wrong with Alberta. Things like that. And then something struck me really interesting. He said, I can't remember exactly. There was a profanity and he said, you're all idiots. Uh, anyone who's against this vaccine should go lick a railing. And I didn't really think much of it. And then I realized what he's saying. He's saying you should go get COVID and die, right? So we are at a point where your standard person is wishing death upon you, which is just, that's just fantastic, isn't it? So why are PPC voters the worst? Why? Well, because we're white supremacists, obviously. No, I'm... Oh, wait, you're not allowed to say that. Oh, I'm not on YouTube. It's okay. So, I had a screen share all set up. For some reason, it's gone. So, I don't know if you guys saw this article, but it's from CTV. So, you know it's going to be just a really, really awesome, high-quality article. So... Let's start. It's called What the Rise of the PPC Says About Canada in 2021. While the People's Party of Canada did not manage to gain any seats this federal election, its accruing of the popular vote has experts saying the rise of the far-right populist party cannot be ignored. I mean... It is saying that the party can't be ignored. Um, Far-right populist. Far-right. So, wanting to lower taxes 
and being against vaccine passports is far right. Keep that in mind. Maxime Bernier, who failed to win his own riding of Beauce, Quebec, said Monday that he will remain as party leader despite the defeat. Well, of course, he is the face of the party. People followed him to the party because of his stance, his stance on things. So he is the head of the party. His goal was not to win. I mean, we'd love it if he went won, but he did really good. So now he did good on total votes. <clears throat> I believe now that we got that many votes, uh, the party itself receives federal funding. So that's fantastic. So a party that wants to cut taxes and have two tax brackets of 15 and 25% now receives federal funding. The irony is astounding. So, um, he told the CTV News uh, uh, journalist, G Genevieve, I don't know how to pronounce her name, I'm just going to skip it. It starts with a B. At his Saskatoon rally that he views the election outcome as a huge victory. The PPC won over 820,000 votes. And more than 5% of the popular vote this time around a marked increase. Sorry. I see what I did there. This time around. A marked increase from the 1.6% of the vote it got in 2019. The party that ran on an anti-immigration, anti-lockdown platform. Okay, so why did it scroll? Okay, so let's deal with that. Anti-immigration. We're an anti-immigration party because we want to cut down immigration to a manageable level that will stop the housing market from inflating wildly and packing immigrants who come to this country, the vast majority having skills that are not beneficial to the country, causing all these issues, whether they're good people or bad people or not, is irrelevant. The issue with mass immigration is that it causes economic turmoil and there's nowhere to house the people. You'll recall when Justin Trudeau first was elected and he was handing out winter jackets and then they were packing these people into hotels for months at a time. And these people were promised all kinds of stuff. And when they got here, they were packed eight people into a hotel room. And so they were lied to as well. It was all just so Justin Trudeau could get pictures um, with his, uh, for his uh, photo shoots, right? Handing out winter coats to beige people, right? That's, that's what it was. He just wanted that image, right? So, anti-lockdown, yes. Okay, skip. So it's an anti-immigration, anti-lockdown platform. False on anti-immigration, true on anti-lockdown. That has been endorsed by white nationalists, neo-Nazis, and other far-right groups. Has become a home for anti-vaxxers, anti-government protesters, and gun rights activists. Showing that populism on the left or right may be more about a movement than a traditional political party. Okay. So much to deal with. I have no idea if white nationalists have endorsed the party. I, I, I don't know. I don't care. They're not my concern. Neo-Nazis. So I imagine that's similar to a white nationalist. I haven't seen any neo-Nazis uh, embracing the PPC either. I don't even know anyone that calls himself a neo-Nazi. Uh, I've never seen one on Facebook even, really. So, and other far-right groups has become a home for anti-vaxxers. So, again, some of us would use the term anti-vaxxer. I'm okay personally with it because I'm actually against almost all of the vaccines. I will even argue with you about the polio one. 
uh, you can message the page if you'd like to find out why. But if you don't know about it, that's okay. I'm not gonna, not gonna get mad at you. But I'm okay with being called an anti-vaxer. It doesn't bother me in the slightest. Uh, anti-government protesters and gun rights activists. So anti-government protesters. Okay. Well, why would we be an anti-government protester? Because they're trying to take everything away from us, arresting pastors. Um, shutting down businesses, destroying the economy for something that has a 99.8% survival rate. That might make you kind of anti-government, but I wouldn't even say that it's actually anti-government. That's still an attack. Gun rights activists. Well, I'm in all the gun, I'm in all the gun groups. I'm, full disclosure, I don't have my gun license. Yes, I am a huge failure. But I'm in all these gun rights groups, and trust me, the hatred towards the PPC was immense because they basically, the vast majority of gun rights or gun owners in this country that I can interact with were very much pro Aaron O'Toole because he's ex-military and he'll protect your guns, even though he clearly is not going to if he ever gets in. I'm not sure if he has to retire from being a leader or not. I heard that somewhere, but I'm not sure. So anyway, he... Uh, he wasn't going to protect their guns, and they literally thought that voting for the PPC was a sure way to get Justin Trudeau in back with a majority, and then he would then proceed with taking all of the guns. So basically, they were voting for Aaron O'Toole so they could have their guns for another four years. Whereas, if they would actually look into Maxime Bernier's policies... I believe he wants to re repeal gun laws like back to the 78 one. I think it's 1978. Don't quote me on that. I'm not a, I'm not versed on this stuff, but basically repealing all these unfair gun rules for decades. So that would be one good reason to get behind him if you're a gun owner. So, okay. Gun rights activists should be supporters of him. Anyway. Uh, populism. Yeah, I don't know. Anyway, so this came from the University of Guelph professor of political science, Tamara Small. I think the only leader who is ecstatic about last night results is Bernier, said Small in a telephone interview with ctvnews.ca after the election. I don't think they're going anywhere. It seems that he's taken that populism and attached it to far right politics. So trust me, we wanted some seats. I am impressed with 820,000 fellow Canadians who uh, actually care about their rights and the rights of other people around them. You know how you take the shot to protect people around you? That's the guilt tactic. I voted for the PPC for the people around me because I don't want you to go to gulags because it's not just going to be the unvaccinated that have to go. It's going to be other people eventually, right? So. Oh, man. This guy. What are these people? The idea of Canadian exceptionalism, exceptionalism from far-right and populist movements needs to be dispelled, Small said. So... Canadian exceptionalism. Wow. Oh, man. <clears throat> Sorry, I'm clearing my throat in the microphone so much. Um, I'm just checking some comments here. Funny how CPC voters are angry that votes were stolen from them. Like they are entitled to them and they don't have to earn them. Exactly. The problem with conservative voters is that they act like they're entitled to our votes because the other options are so bad. But I'm not going to cave to that anymore. It's not going to happen. So, good comments, friends. <sighs> so, Canadian exceptionalism. It's amazing because they're using all these terms that they would have attached to Trump and so... It's funny. I'm not a very patriotic person because 
Canada's been on a massive downward slant for a long time. Uh, the British gave us our freedom eventually, kind of. So really, we don't even have a cool story about how we took our independence or anything. So realistically, this concept of Canadian exceptionalism is, I don't, I don't identify with that at all. But the fact that they're saying that people, uh, if you use the term uh, Canadian exceptionalism or you identify with that term, that's actually probably bad. Why? Because you think Canada is better than other countries um canada is better than afghanistan it's a fact tangibly objectively christians are not murdered in their houses for having a bible app on their phone in canada not yet anyway historically canada is better than china yes China is an evil, evil place dominated by evil, evil people. Now, that's true with Canada now, too. But Canada is definitely better than China. So if that's Canadian exceptionalism, sign me up because Canada's better. Like, I don't know what to tell you guys. Oh, Listen to this. The idea of Canadian exceptionalism from far-right and populist movements needs to be dispelled. The idea used to be that Canada was immune to sort sort of far-right populism. This idea that Canadians were sort of going to be free from the populism that we saw in Europe. Like Nigel Farage is to the UK, Small said. But I think lots of people are wondering if he's just going to say, I'm not here to form government. I'm more here to challenge the system as a way of gaining support. No, so he definitely wants to form government. It's not just a protest vote. We want seats. We want an effect. We want to fight for the freedom of our fellow Canadians because we care about them. Listen to this. Barbara Perry, director of the Center on Hate, Bias, and Extremism at Ontario Tech University said it makes sense to call the PPC a populist party and that the party takes an extremist position on things like immigration and diversity. (laughs) Oh... Here's how you demonize anybody. You call up Barbara, the director of the Center on Hate, Bias, and Extremism, and you just get her to give her opinions on things, and it's already over. Uh, You're already racist. By the end of that conversation, you're done. If she's talking about you, it's over. Because they called her because you are obviously hateful, biased, and extreme. That's why they needed to talk to her about you, right? Oh, man. Oh, here. Okay. These are the best lines in the article. They're extreme in terms of their anti-Trudeau or anti-state positioning. It's extreme to be anti-Trudeau right now. The most corrupt, evil politician, vile person that has ever run the country. A liar, a deceiver, a manipulator, a, 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 a alleged pervert. All these awful things. But it's extreme to be anti-Trudeau. The worst, the worst person I could ever imagine running this country. <clears throat> or anti-state. I'm pretty anti-state right now. They've been ruining my life my life for about two years. So call me anti-state all you want. Yes, I'm anti-state. You know what? I'm, I embrace it. I am, I'm anti-state. Yes. They're extreme in terms of their anti-lockdown and anti-tax standpoints. Sign me up for that too. I'm extreme. Oh, (laughs) they're extreme in their stance on anti-lockdowns. They're extreme on their stance. Okay. Hold on. 
Breathe in and exhale. And exhale. Okay. Being anti-lockdown is not extreme. It is common sense. And yes, as Maxime Bernier said, we want to launch a common sense revolution. Yes, that's what we're doing. We're launching that. Okay. And anti-tax. So having two tax brackets, like a 15% tax and a 25% tax, and then anything other than that, you get to keep, is also extreme. Wanting people to keep more of their money is extreme. I actually don't know if she even brought up the thing he said about inflation. Inflation is a tax. He calls it the inflation tax. It's a tax before you're even buying anything, right? Anyway. Um, uh, honestly, I, I, there's no point in doing more of this article. It's really bad. Thank you for going through this article in this manner. The accusations the article made are ludicrous. Thank you, Tammy. I appreciate it. I'm glad that I can analyze things uh, fairly good. I don't want to brag. I'm probably not even that good at it, honestly. Let's be serious. But I'm going to put my mic up higher. Ooh. Oh, yeah. It's falling off the table. Phoebe asks, what did I miss? Well... You'll have to watch it. We just went over this article called What Does the Rise of the PPC Mean About Canada? It basically calls anyone who voted for the PPC uh, extreme. We're extremists because we hate taxes and segregation and vaccine passports and stuff like that. So there you go. All right. <clears throat> well, let's close that one. So guys, you know, I don't want to call it good news. But it is somewhat positive and, you know, maybe it can give us some hope. Um, but we're going to look at it anyway. So from the post-millennial, I just... <sighs> yes, Tammy, they did. So, um, you know what, hold on. I'm going to post the article... I'm going to post the link for you guys in the uh, in the comments. And then it's saved in there for you to click on. So it's going into the it's going into the uh, the chat right now. I'm always trying to make this better for the listening audience, not just viewers. Um, I listen to it as an audio, and quite honestly, I don't think I'm doing a great job. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. Oh, I'm trying my best. This is definitely a live streaming format where I just talk with people. I wish we had someone like you in the Maritimes. Well, I don't know if there's anyone quite like me, but there are people probably smarter than me. Um, uh, Tanya, you can look up the Scribbler News. Um... They're from, they're from the Maritimes. Um, actually, they reached out to me to tell me that they started doing a live stream news update themselves because they saw what I was doing. And so really thankful for that encouragement. Go check them out. They're called The Scribbler. Go like their page, uh, please. Um, and just so that you can see what's going on on the East Coast, right? Um. I think they only have a couple hundred followers right now, but let's get that up. Also, between articles, let's take a moment to mention, if you have not purchased Resistance Coffee, I, as always, have my discount code right there for first-time people. Philip, I put it in... I put it in the chat. I put it in the chat on Facebook. So you should be able to find it. Also, it's a CTV article. You could call it, uh, you could just type in what the rise of the PPC says about Canada in 2021. Now, I'm moving on. 
Also, please, if you want to support me in any way you can, you have $4 to send me, whatever it is, you like what I'm doing, um, I'll, I'll need to buy more tracks eventually, or maybe I'll be homeless. I don't know. I'm, I don't want to use that because I have not had my job threatened yet, but it's probably coming at some point. So if you want to support me, I've got my little donate box at the bottom over there. You can donate to me through Streamlabs. I would really appreciate it. Devin says, aha, that's hilarious. Murray, the candidate for the PPC, is saying Devin for Prime Minister. No, I'm okay with Maxime Bernier right now. I am. I am. I'm okay with him. My, my, uh, my social media activity would have me destroyed from even local politics, basically, in, from my past. It's just what it is. I have no chance. So, thanks for the support, though, Murray. You have my vote for as long as you're running, I think. But I want to cover this article with you guys. What is happening here? What is happening in BC? This is pretty great. Oh, there's there's so many ads on this page. I am sorry. Nursing shortage prevents BC's nurse union from supporting vaccine mandate. Well, look at that. Union Vice President Amon Grawal says the union is not in a position to support an order which will serve to remove even a single nurse or other healthcare worker from the healthcare system at a time of severe crisis. Wow. The president of the BC Nurses Union informed her colleagues on Monday that she would be leaving her post immediately. The move comes as members of the union relayed their opposition to the province's vaccine mandate for healthcare workers. Because firing all your nurses during a pandemic would be pretty dumb especially when you were heralding them as heroes for 15 months and now they're public enemy number one anyway the bc nurses union thanks christine Sorensen for her years of dedication and service to the bcnu reads a union statement it cites she resigned for personal reasons and to pursue other opportunities Sorensen has not commented on the province's vaccine mandate for healthcare workers as part of its proof of vaccination system. So you do have the union in this situation going to bat for them. So there are weird things happening. Generally, leftist organizations are taking the stance because it serves their purposes. I don't know if you guys have seen the uh, fights going down in the U.S. where BLM is saying that the anti-vax uh, or the vaccine passports are inherently racist. Now, I love being on the side of the racist, the racial victim. Sign me up. I'm ready to, f to sign up for some victimhood. I have been a second-class citizen for a week now, and it is terrible. Oh, okay. So the vice president said the loss of a single nurse during the fourth wave couldn't be supported. Yeah, it would be nuts. But also, let's be serious. So they're obviously all pro-vaccine anyway, but that's not the point. Um, see, Phoebe, you know, I get great comments here, but I'm going to address this. So we're done with that article because I don't need to finish it, but. I will address this. Pierre Polivier seems like he would make an excellent pre, uh, prime minister. And if he would have ran for leader and won, it would have been tough not to vote for him. But he's siding with all these guys. How come he doesn't get removed? He's super pro-abortion. He is, you know, he, he, he understands fiscal responsibility, but... I need more than that. I am, I, and I voted for Maxime Bernier, who's not completely uh, of the pro-life abolitionist stance that I am. I, he's not, but he was the best option by leaps and bounds. He, he is someone that could be reasoned with, I think. 
because he's so correct on so many other issues, he could be reasoned with. But I don't think that I don't think that I would um, I don't think that I would uh, vote for him now. He ha- has caved on too much, so I don't agree that Pierre would be good right now. And yes, Tim Hortons is discriminating against the unjabbed. All the big businesses are not going to let you sit in them right now. It's not going to happen. They're not going to let you in. So I would say try not to use the drive-thrus. Man, I had people over yesterday. Oh, wait, no, I didn't because that's illegal. So I was pretending to have people over yesterday, (laughs) right? Because unvaccinated people aren't allowed to have guests in their house. So I was just kidding. I was just kidding, Jason Kenny. I'm sorry. I was pretending to have people over. And uh, me and my fake friends, uh, we really wanted Buster Bars. And I caved, man. I went to Dairy Queen. I got some stupid Buster Bars. But never again. Because never again. Someone asks me, Someone's asking me about Shandro's resignation. Um... I don't know anything about it other than it seems like a cop-out and he doesn't want the heat anymore, right? That's basically what it comes down to. He just doesn't. He's clearly had enough, and they're swapping him out so another guy can be a punching bag for a couple years. What I'm really excited about is Jason Kenney's leadership review, because we have 30 CAs, and you only need 22 to launch a leadership review. So I'm very excited about that. That's what I know about. So... One more thing. Have you seen the Justice Center article? It's very long and wordy because it's written by lawyers. Uh, But it is a fantastic article explaining what the Justice Center is doing in Ontario, issuing their last threats to them. The Justice Center gives Ontario final warning over Vax passports. Sorry, not a threat, a warning. Toronto. The Justice Center for Constitutional Freedoms has issued a legal warning letter to the Ontario government on behalf of our clients demanding the vaccine passport mandate be revoked immediately. So you can actually go read that letter for yourself, it looks like. So, again, this is another thing that I am going to paste and put into the chat for you guys if you want to go read it. Yes, Tyler Shandra got demoted instead of fired. So, anyway. The law requires Ontarians as young as 12 to provide proof of two doses of the COVID mRNA vaccination as of September 22nd, 2021. So, this is my problem. There is an army of people out there that got vaccinated and they hate it. They do not want it. And now they're coming for the kids and the kids can't go to sports and they're worried about the side effects on the kids. And they don't want to inject their 12-year-olds. They're willing to use themselves as a guinea pig. And realistically, I'm more inclined to use myself as a guinea pig too rather than my kids. What happens when it's down to five? And now your little five-year-old can't even do gymnastics, can't do any sports because you don't want to give them Pfizer or whatever. Is that going to be the line? Is that going to be the line for people? I know there's people that are excited to give their kids vaccines. I know there's people that can't wait to vaccinate their five-year-olds. And then when their kids have irreversible damage, uh, they won't blame it on, they won't blame it on what it is. They won't blame it on what it, what it was. Right. Disgusting. But anyway, you can go read this article for yourselves. We'll, we'll go through some more of it. The justice center has notified the province that it will, File a legal action should Ontario fail to halt its unconstitutional discrimination against those who have not yet chosen to receive the experimental vaccines. So, I would like to make a point here before I get sidetracked. I found Krista, I believe her name's Krista Ford Haynes. Doug Ford's daughter on Instagram, who is on our team. Um, if you know her, if you have any connections to her, tell her to check her Instagram inbox for bro. Here's the thing on Instagram, because I want to interview this lady so bad. I don't know how to do interviews, but I will figure it out. I'll be as professional as possible. Let her know 
that I'm an upstanding gentleman and I just want to talk to her really bad. If you have any way of getting me in contact with Doug Ford's daughter, please help. Because I would love to talk to her. Someone asks me how many shots did my baby get before one year of age? Well, that's private medical information and I don't have to disclose it. Just kidding. I don't care. You know how many kids my you know how many shots my kids have? Well, sorry, I'll put it this way. The first two have one each. It's a vitamin K shot, it's not even a vaccine. And then our sec our third one, he's got this many. Zero. Zero shots. None. My kids never get sick. Just throwing it out there. So, we're done with our side note. Since the vaccine passport has been announced, the Justice Center has received hundreds of emails from Ontarians concerned about loss of employment, loss of ability to worship, and denial of access to restaurants, bars, gyms, sporting events, meeting events, and meetings and event spaces, and more, unless they show proof of their confidential medical status of vaccination. It is confidential. It is illegal to ask for it. <sighs> Look at this. There's only two medical exemptions. S people are allergic to an ingredient. Get me the ingredients, by the way. Where are those? Can I have those? Um, with a verification provided by an allergist and another for those who experienced myocarditis or pericarditis after the first dose of a vaccine so you already have to have heart damage you know what i think we're good with the article if anyone oh <laughs> phoebe i know you're not trying to be a busybody i was just kidding about i i love i love bragging about my kids not receiving shots so and they're super healthy and amazing <sighs> anyway Phoebe says, wow, good for you. Sorry, I was not trying to be a busybody. No, I know you're not. You're great. There's the comment right there. So, you can go check out this article for yourself. It's in the chat. Or you can go to the JCCF website. So, I'm sorry, what did that last part say? That got me fired up, I thought. Ah, yes, the exemptions. Myocarditis and pericarditis. So, Maybe I'll get these wrong, but myocarditis is the swelling of the actual heart. And I believe pericarditis is the swelling of the heart sac. Your heart is in a little bag, kind of, of fluid. So myocarditis, your heart swells. It's a huge problem in young men, teenagers. Your heart swells. So... Have you ever blown up a balloon like really big, but it didn't pop? What happens when it deflates again? Does it ever look the same? That's what myocarditis is. This is, was explained to me by an ER nurse who has been treating lots of people with myocarditis. Pericarditis is the heart sac swells. And the way that was explained to me is, that bag fills with fluid, so how do you deal with that? Well, you stab a big needle into their chest and you drain it. From what I can tell, that's how it was explained to me. Again, not a medical professional, I just know some. So, what happens then, though, is that bag is filled with tons of pressure. And your heart is trying to beat with all that pressure around it and it stops it from beating and that's why they have to drain all the pressure out and those are side effects from the vaccine and what's amazing is that ontario is allowing you to have an exemption for an admitted horrendous side effect now there are doctors uh saying that it's not a big deal to patients do you know how you fix myocarditis do you know how you does anyone want to know? Do you know how you've permanently fixed it? It's called a heart transplant. You need a new heart. You need some dead guy's heart. You need to rip the beating heart out of another man's chest to fix it. That's how you fix it. 
I like eventually. Like eventually your heart's gonna quit earlier than it ever would have. <clears throat> yeah. Someone says when I was a kid, if you got a virus, they gave you nothing. Exactly. And this virus doesn't even affect children, right? So there's that issue. So I'm all out of articles today, guys. But as always, oh, I need to slide back so you can see. Check it. We've got the old God's word out. <sighs> Tyra Nickel, which I learned is a play on words for tyrannical. <laughs> Didn't know. So she's saying so many schools in Alberta are requiring the vaccine and they say they will not accept exemptions. However, we know people who submitted the exemptions to the school anyway and the school accepted them. Yeah, it's all bull. A lot of this is bullying tactics, right? It's like they know what the law is, but they're putting up a hard front but if you push back, they'll cave because people don't know what their rights are, right? So, back to the PPC stuff. This kind of revolves around that. One thing I was thinking about today, guys, is there's this weird comparison, and I don't want to say it's the same thing because it's a spiritual issue versus a political one. Not that those things are not completely tied together most of the time, but... <clears throat> I cannot help but be reminded of 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 being a PPC voter and being a Christian. There's a lot of overlap. And I'm not saying that you're a Christian if you're a PPC voter or vice versa. What I am saying is that when you try to explain these policies to people and what's happening in the world, you are met with opposition and it is utter foolishness. People cannot see the common sense of what you're saying. They cannot come to a rational conclusion on the issues because they've been lied to so much and they've been hardened so much against what the truth is. Now, what that reminded me of um, is actually the same way that the Christian goes out and explains the gospel to people. The Bible says that the gospel is foolishness to those who are perishing. Paul says it in 1 Corinthians, and I will jump in here. Um, he's talking about being thankful he didn't baptize people because then they would have been using that as, you know, as, uh, uh, they're like a, a higher level of Christian because they got baptized by Paul himself. But that's not what I want to focus on. It's just for context. He says, now I did baptize also the household of Stephanus. Beyond that, I do not know whether I baptized any other. So that's what he's talking about. But he says this. For Christ did not send me to baptize, but to preach the gospel. Preach the gospel. Not in cleverness of speech, so that the cross of Christ would not be made void. So, we're not using, Paul didn't use clever gimmicks to reel people in and use trickery on them and mind games. He preached the gospel straight forwardly karen compares it to spiritual blindness and deafness and yes i cannot cannot disassociate from the fact that there is a spiritual blindness going on it is a we are in a romans 1 18 to 25 society completely under a strong delusion not only do we revel in our sin, we embrace others and applaud others' sin, right? So, <clears throat> going on though. For the word of the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing. 
But to us who are being saved, it is the power of God. So, if you are perishing, the gospel is foolishness to you. If you are being saved, it is the power of God. And so, this is just where I, I get the comparison. I don't want to make the comparison too too close. But it, it really feels like your average PPC voter has woken up to something. Or just anyone who doesn't want to vote for any of the mainstream parties, honestly. But but basically, like if you wanted to vote for Derek Sloan's party, I get that too, right? I'm not just lumping in PPC and making them this special thing, but they stick out for us. Why? Because they're the only ones offering the truth. And there is only one religion that offers the truth. That's what this reminds me of. Right? It's very similar. So, not that you can be saved by being a PPC voter. <laughs> but it just seems like there's people that just embrace their slavery and love it. And then there's actually non-Christians who vote for the freedom. Now, maybe that's for other reasons than the Christian would. And I would say that it has to be. But, but it is an interesting comparison nonetheless. Anyway, I'm going to stop comparing it and just talk about what the Bible says now. So it says, For the word of the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing, but to us who are being saved it is the power of God. For it is written, I will destroy the wisdom of the wise, and the cleverness of the clever I will set aside. So those who think they are wise, those who are filled with their own pride, and think that they are clever, will be set aside. And look, where is the wise man? Where is the scribe? Where is the debater of this age? Has not God made foolish the wisdom of the world? For since in the wisdom of God, the world through its wisdom did not come to know God. So through the wisdom of the world, you cannot come to know God. What an amazing thing that is. God was well pleased through the foolishness of the message preached to save those who believe. For indeed, Jews ask for signs and Greeks search for wisdom. One thing you'll know is that the Greeks or Gentiles were obsessed with wisdom, philosophy, that kind of stuff. And so they were seeking for wisdom. And Paul didn't give it to them. He offered them foolishness, which was that a man showed up and was killed to pay for their sins it's too simple we hear that a lot even right now it's too easy i was talking to this um homeless gentleman the other day and he i explained the gospel to him and he said yeah but i'm i'm accountable for my own issues i i, I don't i don't want this easy way out i gotta i gotta deal with my own my own issues and i said that sounds really well and good but it's actually pride and the point is, where this compares, is that, um, sorry, I got a little confused there. Um, you know, the point is, is that the gospel is too simple. It's too straightforward. People think it's too easy. When you explain the gospel to people, often one of the first questions that'll come up is, um, Um, sorry, I just, a comment caught my eye. Um, it's too simple. They don't, they don't like it. The, or, um, and so what they'll do is they'll turn it around and, uh, you know, dismiss it as, um, as, as foolishness. But what I wanted to say was when you present people the gospel, they'll often say, well, so just all these horrible murderers and child molesters and stuff can be in heaven? And the answer is yes, if they repent of their sin and they trust in Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of their sins, right? It's not a free-for-all. It's not, oh, I just trust the gospel. The man who has committed these heinous crimes, if he were convicted by God, 
he would go turn himself in. Would he not? Eventually, he would have to. You'd have to go. You'd have to go to jail, and turn yourself in and confess your crimes. You'd have to. So, carrying on. It says, for indeed Jews answer. Okay, no. But we preach. Ah, yes. The Jews ask for signs, and the Greeks search for wisdom. But we preach Christ crucified. To Jews a stumbling block, and to Gentiles foolishness. So, Jews are stumbled by it because they adhere to the law, and they want to keep the law to earn their way into heaven. And to the Gentiles, it is foolishness because it sounds silly to them and unwise. But to those who are the called, both Jews and Greeks, Christ, the power of God, and the wisdom of God. Because the foolishness of God is wiser than men, and the weakness of God is stronger than men. So there you go. He switches it. He says, it is foolishness to those who are dead in their sins. But it is wisdom to those who are being called by God to God. Because God, God is the arbiter of all wisdom. And look, because the foolishness of God is wiser than men. And the weakness of God is stronger than men. For consider your calling, brethren, that there were not many wise according to the flesh, not many mighty, not many noble. But God has chosen the foolish things of the world to shame the wise. And God has chosen the weak things of the world to shame the things which are strong. And the base things of the world and the despised. God has chosen the things that are not so that he may nullify the things that are. So that no man may boast before God. But by his doing you are in Christ Jesus. Who became to us. Wisdom from God and righteousness and sanctification and redemption. So that just as it is written, let him who boasts, boast in the Lord. So. Um, just like two sides to almost everything, someone says. There are two types of Jews, real ones and fake ones. <laughs> well, there's real Jews would recognize their messiah right is what we call them now i don't want to be rude or anything but the point is is that the jewish messiah is jesus christ that is 100 percent true i don't want to get too sidetracked but some of these interesting comments but so what can we learn from that well what is this foolishness of christ what is it? Well, I've already already said it, and I say it every time, but it's this. So Jesus Christ is perfect. Jesus Christ lived a sinless life that you can't, and he became the perfect sacrifice for your sins. God sacrificed his son, killed his son for us, sent his son to the cross to die for our sins, so that we could be forgiven of our sins. And his resurrection shows that he overcame death and conquered death. And so when we believe on him, we also will conquer death. Because we will be with Jesus forever in all eternity. Instead of going to hell where we all deserve. Right? So, Sheila Ann has posted about a BC COVID camp. That is coming. I will definitely read that article. And hopefully I can just keep pumping out material here. So, oh, and I'm going to just try to shift through. Because I saw Bill wrote something really interesting. I'm not totally sure if I'll agree with it, but that's okay. 
from a dedicated follower of the page. Many of the non-Christians that support freedom, you know what, let's put it on the screen. Many of the non-Christians that support freedom actually do have the faith of Rahab in my view. They really do not know much about Christ, but seem to have sided with Christians and acknowledge their God, even though they do not know much about him other than his power, just like Rahab. Well, it may be a way to call these people, but they need to, and I believe the bill agrees with me, they need to put their faith in Christ. Because in the end, when everything starts getting really crazy, if my eschatology is correct, these people who are on our side right now, if they do not get saved and put their hope in Jesus Christ, they will line up and take the mark of the beast. Um, if they do not repent of their sin and trust in Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of their sin. And I'm sure there's a lot of these people that are, that are being uh, called, you know, it's funny. Um, I do find a lot of these freedom people easier to talk about Christianity evangelize them, explain the gospel to them. And others are really, really hardened against it. So it's kind of a mixed bag. Some people are into their, into freedom for their own personal, because they just want their own freedom, which they are entitled to. Well, entitled isn't a great word from my perspective, but They have been given bodily autonomy. They've been given the right to choose what they put in their bodies from God. That is my belief. Uh, I, I, I think. And, um, and so they are exercising that desire that probably actually does come from God, but a lot of them are, um, a lot of them are hardened and a lot of them are not hardened. And so you can't have really good conversations out there and you have really bad conversations. You know what I re- I met a girl the other day and um, she was open to talking. But as soon as I started talking about anything to do with like real religion, her boyfriend just turned his back, didn't want to hear it, but he did let me keep evangelizing her. And then another friend stood up to talk to me and, um, you know, he knew that I was friends with this other guy who actually, he pays attention sometimes. He's like a, he, he, he must be like a hardcore. He was like, or sorry, my friend that I ran into, he's a hardcore. Well, he's not a Christian. That's for sure. He's, he's very, very does not believe Christianity, but me and him have a mutual friend and he was another guy at this rally. And so he was very shocked that me and this other guy would even know each other because of my beliefs, but I knew him before I was a believer And it's just interesting. You meet these really hardened people and you meet soft people. And sometimes they're in the same circle of friends. You don't know. So you just got to step out and evangelize as many people as possible. Also, I was able to give away a stop sign tract and a gospel of John to this girl. And so you can be praying for this girl that she would read the gospel of John. Um, Bill says, in regard to his last comment, I agree with you. They must repent and believe the gospel, but many of those people supported Pastor Coates and defending him, though they do not know much about Christ and forgiveness. Totally get what you're saying. It could just be as simple as God has stirred something up in their heart because he wants extra support. And how damning is it to Christians who refuse to support, uh, Uh, the right side, how convicting must it be that a bunch of non-Christians are supporting this Christian pastor who's standing on his biblical convictions? Is that a judgment from God even? I don't know, but it, it would be, it would be care. It would be important to consider. I think if you're a Christian who's been hiding from COVID for the last two years, your Christian pastor specifically, who's been hiding from COVID for the last two years. 
it would be a good question to ask yourself. Um, is all the support from the unbelievers uh, a judgment on you? But you can be praying for that girl. And um, I hope that this bonus episode has been helpful for you. And there's one more comment in the chat. And it was just an agreement with me. So I uh, don't need to read it. But I will see you guys later. Thank you very much. Um, as always, I'll be back on Wednesdays.